Today on Life Talks, we're talking about gossip. Uh, you know, we do these fun intros. We never know what we're going to say sometimes. Mm -hmm. But uh, we're going to talk about gossip today, Dan. And there used to be a song on a show called Hee Haw about gossip. Do you remember <laughs> Hee Haw? I, I remember Hee Haw. You've lost all credibility with me because you actually brought up Hee Haw. I don't repeat gossip because <laughs> you're going to have to listen closely the first time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, gossip is an issue that has been around uh, since biblical times. I mean, there's the Bible's filled with Absolutely. instructions on gossip. And, so, uh, and, it's, and what I find so interesting is that gossip is a... It's a problem. It's a vice uh, for a lot of churches. Um, but in in our in our culture today, it's almost like we have celebrated it. Uh, yeah. You know that this that is TV a good shows, thing. Gossip girl, right? TMZ. You know those yeah. kinds of things. So I'm Ben. You're Dan. We are two of the teaching pastors at Life Fellowship here in Cornelius, North Carolina. And you always say two of the teaching pastors, like there's like twelve of us. Well, I'd like to think that all of our pastors can teach. Okay. But but yeah, you're right. We the, we are two. We are the two main teaching pastors at Life Fellowship Church. Any more, and we would explode. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Dan, um, what do we need to know about gossip? Well, I think first it's good to start with a definition. <clears throat> I have a definition. As is my custom, it's way too long, but here it is: gossip is saying anything to anyone about someone else that you would not say this to or have not said this directly to the individual about whom you are speaking when the person whom you're speaking is no part of a solution or resolution. I mean, that's, that's, that's a long, that's, that's a, long a great definition. Here's uh, Piper did it this one. It's a little shorter and a little more concise. He said, gossip is when we speak to someone who is neither a part of the problem or a part of the solution about someone who is not present. That's mm, a lot more concise. That's a lot more concise. Yeah. I like that. I mean, yeah, gossip is one of those things that, um, well, let me ask you this. Why do you think gossip is so fun? I'm going to say, why, why Why is it such a, I mean, the, the Bible calls it, you know, like that juicy morsel, you know, the words, Proverbs 18, 8, the words of a gossip are like choice morsels that go down to the inmost parts. What is it about gossip that it feels so uh, satisfying? Yeah. I, I think <clears throat> in a nutshell, it goes back to the original sin, it's pride. When we're gossiping about somebody else, we're exalting ourselves. Yeah. Did you hear about? And it's and it's almost never yeah, about. Oh it's my almost goodness. never something positive, right? Yeah, it's yeah. something scandalous. And so we're contrasting our lives, our situation with what has happened to them. Yeah. You know, and and we Christians are very very clever about our gossip. I was going to say you just gave an intro. Let's think about all the introductory phrases that lead to oh, gossip. You know, the number one one is is I got a is, prayer request. Yeah, yeah. I, I want to so you can and here here it is so that you can pray more intelligently. <laughs> I mean, how many times? Or, or how about this one? I need to tell you something, but please don't tell anyone else. Yeah. Or, yeah, or yeah. I, Let's I need just keep this between just us. between us. I mean, I got to tell you something. Please don't tell anyone that I told you, or please don't share this with anyone else. I mean, yeah. at that that point, the red light should be blaring. You know, or like you said, I've got I've got a prayer request for you about someone else. Yeah. You know, or or this another one is. Um, I'm really concerned. Mm -hmm. Or burdened. I'm really burdened. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, and so those actually become the anesthesia we we uh, inflict on someone else as we get ready to you know to inflict a wound, um, and we and we we have to be aware of and, and you know let's be honest I've done that. You know, I think yeah. I'm raising my hand. I've I've gossiped. Yeah. It, it's it is one of those things that um, it because I'm glad you related to pride because when I was thinking about this episode, 
uh, it, my mind kept going back there. The reason why I kept thinking, why do we do this? Why do we, why do we gossip about other people? And it's because when I'm tearing somebody down, I'm feeling better about myself. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and that, I think that's just, it comes down such that, that raw reality that, that if, if our hearts are not aligned with God's, we're going to, we can descend into these kinds of behaviors. Yeah. And I think that's one of the reasons why it's so noxious to God uh, that, that we do that because uh, pride is that original sin mm. that, that many of us harbor in our hearts. Um, and, and the fact is our motivations when we're sharing gossip are rarely positive. Mm. Uh, we're not we're not wanting to pray for somebody. We're wanting to expose them. We're not mm. wanting to help somebody. We're wanting to, uh, you know, to make ourselves look better or to make them look worse. Yeah, yeah. I think, um, I think it's almost when I think about gossip. I think gossip is such a learned behavior because most people that I know gossip usually, and I'm old enough now to see generations. But if I look and see one generation gossip, I guarantee you that they've learned something in their home. And they're learning it as well. It's a learned behavior. And the, the other thing is this. I just think some people love conflict and they mm-hmm. love drama. Yes. You know, there yes. are some people that just love the conflict and they love the drama. So so what do we do, Dan? What are the things that we can do to protect ourselves or maybe confront ourselves or guard ourselves against gossip? Well, I, I think there's, you know, basically four things we can do. The first one is this. Determine before you say something whether or not what you're saying is actually gossip. Mm. It, you know, if you're getting ready to tell something about somebody else to someone that you're talking to, and they have no role in the problem, they have no solution to it. They aren't going to go with you as a Matthew 18 witness. They're they're not in you know the authority chain exactly. that would deal with them. Then then stop it. I mean, seriously, where you, 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 and I've had to do this at times where I, I get it going and I'm like, you know what? I just need to stop right now. Mm-hmm. I just need to stop. Uh, because, you know, particularly if you like to talk a lot and I do, um, it, it's just easy for it to just like spill out. And then what happens for me is later on, I'll, I'll walk away from the conversation and I'll think, man, Dan, you did it again. Yeah. You know, you, you, and, and why did why did I do it? Cause I was trying to look better. Mm. It's bottom line. So that's the first thing. The second thing is, is this, uh, if somebody is gossiping to you, um, when, when they say, I want to tell you something about so-and-so or, or whatever you say, wait, 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 let me go call them right quick so that, <laughs> so that we can kind of work through this together. And, and a lot of them will say, well, no, I'm just wanting counsel right now. I said, well, you know, counsel isn't going to work unless we bring everybody. Yeah, to work. Yeah. Watch the back paddling. Mm. And I've, I've done this on a couple of occasions to chronic gossipers in the church who are always trying to st- stir something up. Mm. And, and it, what often it would be, they'd want to come and talk to me about another staff member. Mm. And sometimes I would stop them by this. I'd say, okay. Hang on just a moment. You've listed their name. I want you to know this. When we're done with this conversation, I'm going to go to them and tell them what you're telling me mm. and get their side of the story. Will that be okay with you? And it never is. Oh, it yeah. never yeah. is. Yeah. Um, and and so then, then I say, well, I, I tell you what, here's the better solution. You go talk to them. And if you can't work out among yourselves, then come back to me with them and, and, and then we'll try to figure out a solution. Mm. They never come back mm. because they never go. Because the problem is not bad enough for them to deal with it or they don't have the courage to deal with it. They just wanted to, to regurgitate the, the poison that's in their yeah. system. Yeah. The third thing is is simply just stop it when you hear it. Um, 
And you can do that by either redirecting the conversation if you're not particularly confrontational, just simply say, you know what, let's talk about this instead. Mm. Or tell the person that, <clears throat> you know, I'm not comfortable talking about this right now. You mm. know, these, this person's my friend. Uh, if you haven't gone to them yet, I, I, I really feel convicted that I shouldn't listen. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you'll go to them first and, and then if it's not worked out, then we'll, we'll talk about our next steps. Yeah. But that you really stop it. And then the third thing is this, and this is the one I really want to be and do. And that is this. I want to be an advocate for the person being gossiped about. Hmm. You know, so we we are very prone not to give others the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. You know, you don't always know everyone well enough to be able to make very declarative things. But, but you know, there's a few people in my life, like my wife, um, like you. And mm-hmm. I'm not saying this to make you feel better. But if somebody came up to me and said, well, you know, I think Pastor Ben's probably using some money. I, I would stop him right there. And I would say, hang on just a moment. I don't know you well enough, but I know Ben. I've known Ben almost all of his adult life mm-hmm. and most of my adult life. And I can tell you this, he gets the benefit of the doubt. I've known right. him. I've watched him. I've prayed with him. I've trusted him. Mm-hmm. And I said, so before we go any further, I need you to know that. And I need you to know, I'm going to talk to him about yeah. what you're about ready to say. Yeah. I think it's, um, it's really interesting. Did you ever watch the new Sherlock Holmes show that that was put out by uh, the BBC? Or it, it they showed it on PBS Masterpiece, and I'm always nervous when I suggest shows. I watch these things through Vidangio people. So like, if there's bad stuff well, in there, it's Masterpiece. I mean, they very. I rarely mean, very rarely. Them. But anyways, they they came out maybe like six or seven years ago with a brand new Sherlock series, and it was set in modern day England. And so it was, but it's very well done. It was very you know. Uh, Benedict Cumberbatch is one of the actors who plays Sherlock Holmes, and uh, but it, it's a it's, it's very very well done storytelling. But one of the things you know, Sherlock's main arch nemesis is Moriarty, and Moriarty in this in this show really the guy that guy who plays it he, he does a fantastic job. But at the end of the second season, he is talking about how he's he's working things to set up so that people will believe that this whole charade of of Sherlock being this great expert uh, investigators is just a, a big hoax. And he has this conversation with Sherlock to say, you know, it, the funny thing about a lie is that that even, even when you tell something about that might not be true, it gets stuck in your head and you all of a sudden start wondering. Yeah. But what is it? Because sows the seeds of doubt. Sows the seeds of doubt. Like maybe maybe there is something wrong here. Mm-hmm. And that's what the, the most dangerous thing, you know, the the book of James calls the tongue this this powerful force that can destroy, it's like a forest fire, right? That can destroy things. It's a rudder on a ship, it's a forest fire, yeah. and there's a third something about wind. Yeah, so, so I, I think the one thing that we got to remember is how many how many reputations, how many people's reputations have been hurt or 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 ruined by people because there's just, even the thing that's said is not true. But they just put this little, this little, this little seed of doubt in your minds about the character of this person, and all of a sudden you can't get out of your head to think, man, maybe, maybe they aren't who they say they are because of this person. And so, and a lie told often enough becomes a truth to yeah. many people. And, and I think this is what's really important when we talk about gossip. I used to think that gossip was, gossip is when you're telling something that's not really true about other people, and that's mm-hmm. that's a kind of gossip. But it's also gossip can be truth, but it's just involving people that you don't need to know about that. Right. You know what I mean? And I think you have to differentiate is this is a is this a lie that's being taught or is this a truth that I don't really need to know about? But but I think it's important when you're hearing something to differentiate, but but you got to be aware, don't allow those little seeds of doubt to 
to penetrate your mind that all of a sudden that becomes a vine and all of a sudden you start creating this doubt. I remember the Dan, Dan there, I know I'm going on a rant here, but there was a guy in my church that, um, uh, you know, our families used to be, you know, fairly close, uh, and we could just kind of feel them pulling back emotionally, right? Mm-hmm. And so I, I can't remember if I've told this story before on, on this podcast, but but anyways, uh, one day this guy's like, hey, I want us to do, you know, breakfast together. So we, we meet for breakfast and he's uh, he's like, we're just we're just really struggling at the church. I think we're going to leave. Da, da, da. And I'm like, well, what's going on? He said, I was, I, I heard from a, I heard from a, a, you know, there used to be a pastor's meeting that would meet every Wednesday and the pastors in Denver, we get together and pray for each other and pray for our churches. And, and he's like, uh, one of the pastors there told me that you said something, said this about me. And I was like, no, I never said anything. I never said anything like that. I said, you can talk to every guy in that, you know, and talk to this pastor. I never said, yeah, I know. But it just, it just hurt us so deeply that you would say that. I'm like, well, I didn't say it. And I just kept, he's like, but, but we're really struggling right now. And I, and I kept saying, but it's not true, (laughs) but it didn't matter. And this, what I realized was four months ago, another guy, and again, I don't know if this is true or not, but told this other guy, Hey, this is what your pastor said about you. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, instead of just going to me and say, Hey, did he say, did you say this about me? No. But for four months, that thought grew a vine in his brain that all of a sudden it clouded it clouded our relationship clouded what he thought about our church and it was just kind of like we are so hurt that you would do this and i kept saying i didn't do it yeah. I, I don't know what to tell you but it was like he was harboring this offense over something that was never done it was it was because of this little seed of of gossip that was planted in his mind and instead of biblically going to that to a person like hey did you say this about me and it just continued to fester. And that's the kind of fire that we're talking about, that the yeah. Bible talks about. And, and, and there's so much can be learned even from that illustration, because the, the reality is, is that <clears throat> I know this is true of me. There have been times when I have literally said things that I wished I hadn't said. In a moment, mm. maybe I was making a joke. Mm-hmm. Maybe I was just being carnal at that moment, mm-hmm. and I said something unkind. Mm-hmm. If you call me on that, then I need I have a responsibility to repent and ask you to forgive me. Yeah. I would like to think that the stupidest thing that falls out of my face on any one given day is not enough to destroy a friendship of 20 years, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I would also like to think that I have enough grace in my heart that if somebody else was aggravated with me, maybe they misunderstood me and they said something unkind. I've had this happen, actually. Mm-hmm. That they could say, you know what? I was really upset and I just spouted mm. off. I was angry. I've done that with my wife. Why yeah. wouldn't that be true of my yeah. friendships? Yeah. And so that's an opportunity for reconciliation. Yes. That's what Matthew 18, Galatians 6 teaches us yeah. to do. Yeah. The other thing, sometimes it's context. Hmm. Because there there are times when you can be in a moment of, you know, of a conversation, use an illustration or whatever. Another person can take that out of context and make it sound like something you absolutely didn't mean to. Hmm. And you need the opportunity to clarify. Yeah. This is, goes back to this idea that we, we ought to be able to give each other the benefit of the doubt. We hmm. ought to earn that and be willing to extend that. Yeah. But, but the, the, the other thing is, is that we have a responsibility, I believe, to, to not accept things at face value without following through. That's right. So whether we're spreading or listening or whether we make a mistake in what we say, there ought to be those follow-up steps that yes. we need to, to clarify. So I'm going to I'm going to throw a little um controversial question to you. All right. Ooh, Are you I ready love for controversial this? Controversial question. Is gossip a female problem? Mm-mm. 
Any dude that's ever been in a barbershop knows it's not. Any I mean, pastor who's ever been at a pastor's I was just going to say, the reason I ask is because I want to debunk this myth. I think yes. some people listening to this are thinking, well, this is a female problem. Because, again, there's kind of a typical... Um, town gossipish, mm-hmm. you know, character and shows and and you know we all we've all been at the coffee shop where you we over we sit next to the three or four women that are talking and it's just like this giant gossip session, right? But but the reality is there's as much gossip that goes on in pastors meetings than in any other oh, group I've ever been a part of. That's why most guys go to pastors <laughs> meetings. That's one of the reasons I quit going to pastors. Yeah, so meetings. I think I think I, the reason I asked that is because I I believe the answer. I, you answer yeah, correctly. We gossip differently, but it's still gossip. Okay, that that's a great point. I think we do gossip differently, but but gossip is a it is a male and female problem. It's it's yeah. and it's an old it's a, and young problem. It's, it's a, an old and it's a it's a Christian and non Christian. That's right. Problem. That's right. Yeah. And and I think one of the th- the hardest thing to do if you're listening to this, the hardest I think one of the hardest things to do as a follower of Jesus, Dan, is when you are in the middle of a group of people, friends, and they start gossiping, for you to be the person that says, guys, let's not do this. Yeah. I mean, because in that moment, what's here's what you know is going to happen. The moment you leave that group, they're going to talk about yeah. you. Well, and the other thing is that everybody knows it's wrong. Everybody knows it's yeah. poor form. Yeah. And so then everybody has to deal with the guilt and the conviction, hopefully, yeah. That comes with being called out on their sin. Yes. Because it is uncomfortable <clears throat> to be called out on your sin. Yeah. Um, let, let me, I, I want to take one, because we only have just a couple of minutes, but I think this is something that is a reality. If we'd had this conversation 20 years ago, it would be completely different mm-hmm. than it needs to be today. And that is social, social media, media yeah. has made gossiping mainstream oh, and out in the open. Yeah. And, and it can be whether or not, you know, how we conduct ourselves, what we read about each other, mm-hmm. you know, or it's assuming, you know, like you'll have somebody every once in a while. And I don't understand why people tend to do this, but they'll just puke all over their social media feed, you know, puke. I mean, the, the other, there's, there's also all the, uh, the, you know, I know these are not as popular anymore, but the, the the blogs that are I'm doing this in defense of the gospel. Yeah, you know what I mean. And yeah. but it's really just one giant gossip rant. Yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah, but those are all things that they, they how how gossip is packaged might be more sophisticated. It might be more uh, acceptable, but it's still gossip. Yeah, and we're not going to change that about social media. That's too big of a mountain for all of us mm-hmm. to, to to climb. But we do have control this. And I mean, I'm guilty of it too. How many times do I sit down and have a conversation with my family or friends mm-hmm. and some say, yeah, I was reading. And it's always, I was reading on the internet the other day. Oh, <laughs> I was reading <laughs> Facebook. Okay. I was reading Instagram. Let's on be the Wall honest. Street Journal yeah, the yeah, other yeah. day. It's like I was reading, you know, <laughs> the British Broadcasting <laughs> Company. Um, no, we, you know, and and really, <laughs> that's kind of why we have Facebook, to know what's going on in other people's lives. Yeah. And then everyone's like, oh, we don't remember the mundane stuff. Mm. What we remember is the juicy stuff. Did you see what so-and-so posted? Yeah. I mean, that's... I wonder what's really going on there. <laughs> Did you notice that she didn't have a picture of her husband in that picture? I heard they were... Ha- and here we're off, right? Uh, you know, l- let me just piggyback off that because I know this is another... I'm shifting gears on us again, but I think one of the things uh, that you can do on a very... To help yourself and help your marriage is... You know, husbands don't bash your wives to other husbands, and wives don't bash your. I mean, yeah. gossip. We can gossip against our our mates, right? Like, mm-hmm. like it's very. You know, I remember my, my wife had a rule at her women's Bible studies when she led the women's Bible studies at our old church. She would say, 
we can talk about problems, but no husband bashing. Yeah. Because she was like, I don't want the other women in this group to think, you know, more negatively, we're not going to turn this into a husband bashing session because that's not, it's not helpful. Um, it doesn't mean that you can't talk about your problems, but you can do it in an honoring and respectful way of your, of your spouse. And I think, you know, we don't just gossip about people we don't like. Sometimes we gossip about people who we live with and that, that can be a very dangerous thing to do. And the dangerous thing about that also is our tendency, you know, is we're venting yeah. And after you get done with the vent, you feel better. Mm-hmm. So you go back home and you make up and, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. You kiss, make up and, oh, that's a misunderstanding. But the person that you told all this garbage to is left without that closure. Mm. So while you all are kissing and making up and having a good time and loving each other and just going, they are now, they're angry because of what was done to their that's friend. Right. And they've you've left that impression. And mm. Even if you go back and say, ah, that was just a misunderstanding. The thing that's going to ring in their ears for a long time is the colorful story that you told them. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Well, listen, this is, uh, you know, I think my challenge, our challenge to you is be aware of the gossip. Be a gossip stopper. Don't be a gossip spreader. Um, be aware, ask God to make you aware of the small ways in which gossip might be uh, a part of your life. And we know that it can, the tongue has incredible power to tear down or to build up. And let's be people who choose to build up uh, people to, to glorify God. And uh, that, that Life Fellowship Church would not be a church that has any, uh, any, any, any whiff of gossip in it. Thank you again for joining us on this conversation. We'll talk to you next time. You've been listening to Life Talks. Be sure to hit the subscribe button so you never miss a new episode. Share this podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter to let your friends and family know about Life Talks. We'd love to hear from you as well, so leave a comment and let us know your thoughts on this episode or any other topics we've discussed. Life Talks is a ministry of Life Fellowship in Cornelius, North Carolina. For more information on Life Talks or Life Fellowship, visit LifeCharlotte.com or you can find us on Facebook at Life Fellowship Charlotte.